This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you lived in Phoenix in 2020, you might remember waking up to what felt like an unusually cloudy day for our sweltering summers. The sun was bright orange and you could look directly at it without hurting your eyes. And you might remember that the sky wasn't filled with unseasonal clouds, but smoke from forest fires in northern Arizona and California that had traveled to the valley. As things start to heat up here and we ultimately enter fire season, listeners like Trevor Huxham wanted to know how to best protect themselves. We had some pretty terrible, terrible days where smoke was either you know, blowing in from the high country or even as far away as California. And so that was kind of a wake up call. It was like, is this gonna be you know, a regular part of our future here in, in the Valley? Producer Amanda Luberto talked with Trevor Moore about his question and tried to find out what we're in for this summer. So I wanted to know why you asked your question. December, I was officially diagnosed with exercise-induced asthma. Um, it's very mild, um, mainly just a little bit of wheezing and then maybe some slight shortness of breath after I walk up the stairs. Uh, my little inhaler, it usually keeps things under control. But my concern is that uh, since I moved to Phoenix five years ago, that that move might have contributed to my uh, asthma diagnosis. And then my other concern is that continuing to live here uh, could make my symptoms worse over the next few years and decades, uh, especially as climate change gets worse. And so my question was, what kind of uh, concrete steps are there that I could take to kind of protect my lungs and just general health in the years to come? According to the American Lung Association's State of the Air report that came out in April of this year, Arizona improved in particle pollution but got worse for ozone pollution between 2017 and 2019. These are both pollutants that pose public health concerns when they get to unhealthy levels. Particle pollutants can be categorized in two main sections. PM 2.5, which is smoke, and PM 10, which is dust. Ozone pollutants are a result of human activity, like driving your car. According to this study, Gila, Maricopa, Pima, Pinal, and Yuma counties each received an F for the number of high ozone days. Yeah, not a very good report card. As far as Arizona's PM 2.5, which again is smoke, only two counties in the state received an F, but it does include Maricopa, which is better, but not great. I talked to Matt Pace, who is an air quality meteorologist at the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality, or ADEQ. I wanted to find out for Trevor what he could expect this summer now that his asthma has made him more aware of our air quality. With how dry things have been lately, 58% of the state right now is an exceptional drought, including portions of Pinal and Maricopa County, where the majority of our dust storms come from. We are looking like as we ramp up the monsoon, we are going to see some pretty big dust storms move from the south towards Phoenix. Dust storms are very common in Arizona and have the ability to be really dangerous. It is always best to stay inside your house during a dust storm. 
Now, as far as ozone is concerned, we are looking like more than likely an average season for the valley because the pattern is going to be fairly average. At least that's the hope with monsoon, hopefully starting right about average. And that will allow the ozone plume to be a little bit disrupted in the afternoon as we have some thunderstorms and outflows moving through. So as far as PM10, it is looking like it could potentially be an active year and then ozone right about average where we normally sit. I did ask Matt if the ozone numbers were at all affected by the lack of rush hour traffic last year, as most people worked from home and stayed inside due to the pandemic. He said it's a little too early to tell the impact from the change in behavior, but also reminded me last year that we had a very dry summer, almost no monsoon season at all. Again, we have to take into account the weather pattern that we had, which was very unique. I mean, it was record dry monsoon. Plus, we had record wildfires going on that resulted in that ozone. So unfortunately, we still need some more years of data to tell. But certainly, anytime you can reduce cars from the road, reduce that emissions, that is helping air quality in the longer term. So what can we expect out of fire season this year? This is a big factor in the air quality for the summer. So I called up Tiffany Davila, the public affairs officer for the Arizona Department of Forestry and Fire Management, to get a sense of what we can expect, especially if we're potentially in for another dry summer. As far as the fire season goes this year, we're kind of looking at an early start, a potential early start to our fire season. So we have seen already an uptick in the amount of fires that were um responding to. Um, we had the Margot fire in Dudleyville a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had the fire over off 43rd Avenue and Pinnacle Peak just a couple days ago. Um, so looking at an early start to our activity, um, we normally will see our fire start, our higher activity start end of April, beginning of May sometime through monsoon season. Tiffany noted that not having a strong monsoon season last summer was, as she described, detrimental and extended the fire season into October. Uh, the lack of precipitation coupled with the lingering La Nina. So that obviously brings drier, warmer conditions, lack of precipitation. And of course, the state is in severe drought status. Pretty much 90% of the state is in exceptional drought status. So we have all of those things that we're looking at, the potential for fire activity to increase again in the Sonoran Desert down into southern Arizona, and then widespread activity by June. She told me that when fires burn in northern Arizona, similar to the bushfire in the Tonto National Forest last summer, a combination of weather conditions and the directions of the wind are big factors on whether smoke from those fires will ever reach the valley which makes it hard to say for sure if this will be another intense smoke and fire season. We do have the potential for another active fire season. I can't really say for sure. I can't look into a crystal ball and say we're going to have another busy fire season. But the factors are there. The conditions on the ground, the lack of precipitation, the dry fuel, the carryover, um, all of that is there that would equate to a busy fire season, again, in the central region of the state down into southern Arizona. All right. So what can people like Trevor or like you, listener, do to best protect themselves? The air quality has a chance of being bad and the fire season has the potential to be really powerful. For those answers, I got some insight from Dr. Jennifer Hill. She is an allergist and immunologist at the Arcadia Allergy and Asthma, and she gave me some tips to share. But we started with the basics. 
So in general, for patients with asthma or without asthma, the best way to protect our lungs is essentially, number one, if you're a smoker or you vape, stop doing that. Just not smoking, not vaping. Those are big things that we can do to help with the irritation um, and exposure to our lungs in general. Um, We can also reduce other exposures in our home, such as pet dander, mold, those sorts of things, particularly if we have allergies and have sensitivities to those things. Creating less irritants to our lungs that we can control will keep them healthier. But for those patients that have asthma, there's kind of other things that we can do as well. So I think one of the biggest things that they can do is just make sure that the asthma is controlled at baseline, particularly when entering into either the fire season or the pollen season. Keeping asthma under control with the help of a doctor will highly reduce the risk of having a flare-up when exposed to irritants. When we enter into the poor air quality season and the fire season, checking the local air quality forecasts can be helpful. And that's actually something ADEQ can help with. Matt Pace told me how people can use their resources to stay up to date. One of the best ways to get air quality information right in the palm of your hand is the Air Arizona app. Um, And if you don't have a mobile device, you can also get that information on the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality website. But we issue a five-day forecast that's hourly for Phoenix, Tucson, Yuma, and Nogales. So what you can do is you can go on there and you can see the best times of day to go outside or maybe stay indoors, especially if you're sensitive. Besides not smoking or vaping, checking the ADEQ app for air quality report and keeping up with maintaining asthma symptoms. Dr. Hill said there are a few more tricks people can use, especially when they want to go outside. If you do have to do outdoor activity, um, keep in mind that even if the air quality forecast is good, um, traffic on busy highways can create pollution as far as even like a third of a mile away. So if you're exercising outside, you want to be mindful of being near busy highways. And I always tell my patients that after they are outdoors, to shower off, to get off any sort of air pollution and also any kind of pollen that may be exacerbating their issues. Likewise, um, keeping windows shut when you're driving, that can be helpful. But what about indoors? And then with regards to air filters and um, air purification devices, this is something that I get asked quite frequently. I advise patients to change their air filters and their central air often. So we want to try to change those monthly if possible. And you want to check that you're using a disposable filter with a minimum efficiency reporting value somewhere between 11 and 13. So the higher the value, the better. This just catches the particles such as like pollen, allergens, mold, et cetera. And that can help when you're using central air. When you're looking at air purifiers, those can be helpful when used in single rooms. Changing out air filters throughout your house or apartment on a monthly basis can help the air in your home stay clean. And for an extra boost in single rooms, like maybe a bedroom or a home office, using an air purifier can really make a difference. She also noted to make sure the air purifier is the best size for the room you're in. You don't want to get one too small that won't help you out very much. And then I asked about something we've all adjusted to in the past year, masks. Would wearing a cloth face mask or even an N95 mask help people with asthma during bad air quality days? You know, just a typical cloth mask or surgical mask probably isn't providing a lot 
of benefit. Um, certainly there's some, but a lot of times these particles can be quite small. And also if there's gaps around the mask, that allows them to get in. Um, so respirator masks that are worn correctly with a tight um, fit around the face um, and that has efficient filtration like an N95 or KN95 mask, um, those can be helpful to filter out fine particles, particularly like fine particles that are found in um, smoke and air pollution, but it doesn't do a whole lot for hazardous gases that can be found um, like nitric oxide or carbon monoxide. Um, so it's still best that if there is poor air quality or there's it's fire season and there's a lot of fires around to try to limit your time outdoors if possible and stay indoors. The short answer, not really. An N95 mask can help with those PM10 and PM2.5 particles that Matt Pace told us about earlier, the ones from smoke and dust. But it won't do much good when it comes from ozone pollutants. Before we finish out our interview, I asked Dr. Hill if she's seen a trend in the last few years of more people being diagnosed with asthma. And she said yes, in both children who are still growing and adjusting and adults who are developing it for the first time. So I asked her why. Climate change is certainly contributing to a lot of this. And so I, I've definitely, we're seeing more and more patients who are having respiratory issues related to this problem. We hope this answers your question, Trevor, and that you feel more prepared when you go out this summer, even to just walk your dog when the air quality isn't great. Listeners, if you also wanted to download the Arizona Department of Environmental Qualities app that Matt Pace told Amanda about, you can search Air Arizona in your app store to find it. It can give you daily forecasts and alerts for when it's a high pollution day. Do you have a question like Trevor that you want Valley 101 to answer? Go to valley101.azcentral.com to submit your question and you might even hear it on the podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Valley101Pod. All right, I'm Kayla White signing off for this week. Take care.